The other thing, one of the best secrets, the other thing to defer and schedule, especially if you're crazy busy, is don't check your emails every hour because then you get involved in other people's agendas. So what we train is check your emails and people know that you, especially if you're the boss, you get in a habit of only checking them maybe three times a day or four times a day. But that way, when you jump on something else, someone else's urgent doesn't become yours unless it needs to. I don't ever stress about jumping into an email and having someone take away three hours of my day because now I'm in another project. So be very, very strategic on what you're deferring out. Now, don't defer everything till it becomes urgent. That's not what we're saying. Oh, the deadline's Monday. I'll go defer that till Sunday. No, you defer it and make your own deadlines. Don't let deadlines control you. You control the deadlines by where you're putting defer in. Don't use it to procrastinate. Use it to be strategic and decrease your stress. Hello, and thank you for joining the Made to Inspire podcast. This is the podcast for dreamers, entrepreneurs, and business owners who want to go to that next level in your life with Kimberly Smith Austin and Misty Kerrigan. Each week, we will bring you tips, tools, and tactics that will inspire you to take action. Hey, 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 Kimberly Smith Austin here with the Made to Inspire podcast, and I am here with you today for another episode. And guess who I'm here with? My awesome and amazing co-host, Misty Kerrigan. Hey, Misty. Hey, Kimberly. Welcome back, everybody. We are in part two of our two-part series of First Things First. We talked last week about all the things to help you prioritize your time, protect your time, plan your time. We have how time is our number one resource. And now we have an amazing process for you today. It's not brand new, but we do put our little spin on it. But our process, we've been told, is very helpful for those of those that read our book and took our coaching class. This process helps people master their time, feel more productive, and decrease their stress. Does that sound good, Kimberly? Those three things move you? They move me in a big way. Got my heart pounding right here because we know (laughs) that you said time. I love this, that time, we can use it as an advantage, but also time is our biggest enemy. I hear people say that all the time. I'm running out of time. I don't have enough time. And they see time as their arch enemy. But I think once people learn how to master the time, their perspective changes and they don't become so stressed out because the clock is ticking. Again, Kairos versus Kronos. And so today we're going to get into some strategies and techniques that we talk about in the Millions of Possibilities, our book, but also something that's out in the marketplace that can help you. But they're the four Ds of time management. And let me say this. It simply is a strategy that helps individuals like you and I discern where our task or projects is worth an investment of time. That's what it goes back to. We talked about investing time and we know time is money. So the four Ds, we're going to talk about that. We're going to give you some framework, some ideas, and then we're going to leave you with some action steps. How's that sound, Misty? I am ready. All right. Well, you want to kick it off? Let's go. I would love to kick it off. Now you've seen this matrix in a couple other places, especially if you're an avid book reader like us. 
and we absolutely love it. But if you know us, Kimberly, you know we love putting the same letters that helps people in their mind or making a fun word out of things. So what we did with these four quadrants that you've seen before is that we broke them down with all letter Bs. And the first thing you're looking at when you're sitting down to, this will be my new favorite word for today, discern. So if you have a meeting with me today, you're going to hear me say discern a lot because that <laughs> word is powerful. Discern, what does that mean? That means do you get to decide your time. But sometimes we don't feel like that. We feel like our time decides us, especially my busy moms or my busy dads. If you're running a company, if you have a side hustle and a day job, doesn't it feel like your time is just telling you what to do? But And that's stressful. So what this strategy does is it takes you or the time master because you get to sit down without emotion, but really sit down in your priorities and values and discern where you're going to be in the future. It's like time travel, because if you are setting your time, you're time traveling and you're already telling yourself in the future, this is what we're going to do and how we're going to be productive and amazing. So the first thing that's the hardest thing for me, if I have to sit down, I have a bunch of small tasks going, what I tended to do was put them off. Anyone else do that? Oh, it's, it'll take me a few minutes. I'll do that later. That'll take me a few minutes. I could do that tomorrow. That We call it in my line of work, the manana syndrome. If it's so easy, we don't have to do it right now because we could do it manana, which means tomorrow. I could take care of that later or tomorrow. And it turns out those are small little stab wounds. It's like, when have you heard that quote? A cut of a thousand, like a paper cut of a thousand deaths, like a, a thousand cuts for a death. You're just small paper cutting. <laughs> Because what I didn't realize was those small cuts were added stress. And every time I just put something off that could take only a couple minutes, it added small slashes of stress. And they started adding up. And now I add big stress. So what we want to do in that do it is when you're sitting down and you're going through your list or you're looking at what could be done. If something is going to take you less than two minutes, do it. Do it. Just Stop where you're at, get it done, return that email, do the things you need to do, do it. Uh, take that glass to the living room, make the bed. Making the bed takes me now less than two minutes. And I love it every morning because I walk by it and I feel proud. Brushing your That's teeth right. and doing squats, just do it. it. takes two minutes, do it every morning. And you'll start to see those patterns are gonna lead you to habits. So less than two minutes, don't fret, take care of it. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Tasks that take a few minutes to complete, which in turn build momentum Ooh. towards completing larger projects. Keep that in mind. It builds momentum towards completing larger products. What I love is that W. Clement Stone, he put this thing in his head. He said, do it now, do it now, do it now. And he would repeat that over and over and over again to get himself into the systematic process of doing it. <laughs> and so today we encourage you to think about that. And it's so easy to set it to the side, but just do it. Like I think Nike says, Nike. It, just do it. So now we have W. Clement Stone, who is world-renowned, Nike, everyone knows it, saying, just do it. Do it, folks, for you, for those around you, for the work at hand, for the jobs, the projects that are waiting, those small things add up. And here's, I want to add one little piece to it, because for me, what I recognize is there are a lot of small pieces for me to get a project done. This is the project, but there's mm. this, 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 and this that adds up. 
to complete that whole thing, which is why I said, do it so you can build the momentum towards finishing that big thing in front of you. That's the key. Now, the second thing we want to talk about is the process of deferring. Now, I know you're thinking, wait a minute, you just told me to do it. Now you're telling me to defer it or delay it. What do you mean by that? Well, these are tasks that you may have in front of you that you need to get done, but they're better off being temporarily paused. Notice I said paused. I didn't say delete or leave them alone or move them. In other words, they don't need to be completed right now at this moment. And they should be scheduled accordingly. And I think a lot of times when you look at a task, you have to look at it and say, is this something I can do in two minutes? If not, I need to maybe defer it. And then one of the future steps but if there are other people involved, if there are other things I need to complete this first, you have to go back and look at those things in advance to make sure that you can get them done. Everything that you have on your desk isn't a now project. If they're not urgent, they can be addressed at another time. So think about that. What do I have sitting before me that I need to do, but I don't need to do? For example, I need to order some things. And if I order it today before noon, guess what? It ships today and I get it tomorrow. I have to then get that stuff off to the printer by Thursday. If I delay this project, <laughs> which I don't want to, I'm going to the do it stage today. But if I delay, then I'm in trouble. Where if it's something else that doesn't have a bearing, something I got six months down the road, I can delay it because I know what the turnaround time is. And I want you to think about those projects, those tasks that you have at hand. How do you decide what are the next steps? Am I doing it? Am I deferring it? I would love to add to that. That's so huge. And here's what happens. We sometimes just store things in our brain, right? Especially as women, we're like, okay, that needs to be done Monday. I could do that Tuesday. The project's happening in three months. But when me and my coordinators, what we call it is balls in the air. If you have a bunch of balls in the air, a couple's fine, but when you start adding more and more, you can't, they're all gonna fall. So by deferring it, you have to take it out of the air, out of your head, put it in your schedule and be like, I will take care of it on Friday the 25th is the time at this time as well, and I'll think about it or I'll actually take care of it and do it. Then your brain goes, okay, they wrote it down, I can let it go. And then it frees up space to be creative and do the other things. So if you hold it in your head, it's gonna start to, erode and add more stress but if you just take it out yeah. of your head and be like the deadline's not for a few weeks i'm going to take care of it this way for me it's tax season and i i'm looking at oh gosh it's almost into february so then oh, okay well i can't do it today i have other priorities so on wednesday i have 30 minutes scheduled out to set up my tax appointment it's already written down when i get to wednesday during that time frame it'll say schedule this and i'll say okay and i have not once thought about it uh, because it's written down. But even if I go like taxes, I'll go, oh, I wrote it down. I'll dismiss it and keep going. The other thing, one of the best secrets, the other thing to defer and schedule, especially if you're crazy busy, is don't check your emails every hour because then you yes. get involved in other people's agendas. So what we train is check your emails and people know that you, especially if you're the boss, you get in a habit of only checking them maybe three times a day or four times a day but that way, when you jump on something else, someone else's urgent doesn't become yours unless it needs to. Right. So I That's defer right. checking my emails. Now, this is what I do because I have a boss is I will go through my <laughs> emails, make sure she didn't email me. And I'll do that at least a few times an hour. But other than that, I'll go through and clear my emails four times a day. 
right when I hit work, right at lunch, right after, and then right before I leave. Other than that, I'm just checking for my emergency boss emails. And then I don't ever stress about jumping into an email and having someone take away three hours of my day because now I'm in another project. So be very, very strategic on what you're deferring out. Now, don't defer everything till it becomes urgent. That's not what we're saying. Oh, the deadline's Monday. I'll go defer that till Sunday. No, you defer it and make your own deadlines. Don't let deadlines control you. You control the deadlines by where you're putting defer in. Don't use it to procrastinate. Use it to be strategic and decrease your stress. That's What's right. number three? I'm I love that. Number three, which I think many people um, don't necessarily take advantage of this. Number three is delegate. Delegate. And the ability to delegate tasks to others is often overlooked as a skill of good time management. Because here, if your, your load is heavy and we can only hold so many balls, we can only hold so many plates, at some point in time, everything's going to fall. So the key or the skill that you want to master is delegating to others. Who can you give that task, that assignment, that project off to? Now, we know with delegation, there comes accountability and responsibility. But when you delegate, it's going to give you superpowers. And, you know, when you take the time to recognize there are individuals inside of your organization that you can give control and resources to that you can trust to get the work done, do it. Do it. And again, the reality is that the most tasks can be delegated to others. Any task really can be delegated, but maybe not every task should be delegated. There are some key things that you want to keep in your hand, depending on the level of intensity or the level of responsibility or what is the task? Who's going to be responsible? Who's holding it after you finish doing your part or who's taking it next? You know, like Misty mentioned, her boss, if she has something that's due to her boss, high level, high level project, maybe she needs to keep her hands on it. Maybe there's little tasks inside of it she may be able to delegate, but not the big project as a whole. And that's one of those things where you have to assess. And I'll tell you, delegation can be scary. Oftentimes, because we have been so accustomed to having control and having our hands in the pot having our hands in the cake, in the pie all the time that we're afraid to give it to someone else because we fear they're not going to be able to do it like we can. They can't turn it around as quickly as we can. And that is the trick of the devil. That's enemy territory right there because it does keep you bogged down believing that you may need to take a little time to train so that you can assign other tasks to other people. But I am here to tell you, delegation is your superpower. Now, it may not come back perfect every time, but taking that time to train and share and teach and allow those folks to develop the skill will then give you more power to delegate in the future. Delegation is the key. So make sure when you're going through your tasks, either you do it, you defer it, you delegate it out to the right people to make it happen. Misty, anything to add to that before we go to number four? I'm a master of delegation when it comes to work. Um, I'm weak when it comes to grammar and spelling. So my delegation writing goes out to my coordinators, and then I get the report, and I oversee the report, and then I turn that report in. But I don't write the report, because if I wrote the report, it would take three hours. I got people that could write that same report in 30 minutes. 
So my three hours is more valuable than 30 minutes. And they're now mastering up the things and learning the KPIs. They're doing the things they are coming even better than me, but I'm not going straight from there delegating it to my boss. I delegate it and then I oversee it and then I turn it in. It's how I'm able to have so many programs because the people under me, I delegate it to. Now, the other thing is what people sometimes think is there's, there's two trains of thought, right? It goes, oh, stay in your strengths, stay in your strengths. Don't do things that are outside of your strength zone, delegate them out. Well, that's good, but there's also, you should, I'm always working on my grammar. Ask Kimberly, I'm always working on my spelling because I don't just want to be like, I can't do it. I just don't put a lot of time into it unless I'm putting some time into it that's already deferred out to when I'm going to do that. We have this amazing saying I just heard a few weeks ago, and it says, why work where others play? You Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs that are doing everything out there, there's people that love social media. There's people that love your accounting books. There's people that love, love helping with sales. Now, if these are the three things that you wake up and go, this is a great time to look at. Where am I working? Where am I working? Where others get to play, where they love it and they're skilled in it. And they could do something in 20 minutes that's going to take you four hours. That's where you start to weigh, okay, how do I delegate it? And Kimberly's right. You might have to stay a little time in the beginning to train people up to give you what you need, but that time you invest is going to get shorter and shorter. And pretty soon they're going to be giving you what you need, how you want it. And you're going to take less time training them to get there, but you do have to invest a little when it comes up front. And one of the greatest things, and it took Kimberly a few years and she has it now, executive assistance for entrepreneurs, executive assistance for entrepreneurs. So this is something that people are scared of, but once you get in that world and people are giving you what you need, you're free to do more of your money-making activities and produce a higher level of income because you've scheduled your time and you've done the things you need to do and you've delegated the things that can go out so that you could spend your time in your money zone. Yes, and I want to correct you because I haven't done, well, you say I've done, I've just done it. I've had assistance over the years from the beginning of time, but I have slowed where I don't have an assistant, I have an assistant, I don't have an assistant, I don't have an assistant. So it's been one of those constant battles because so often there are certain tasks that I need to do, right? And that that goes back to what we're talking about. Do you delegate this out? And when you do, how does the person care for that task in the way that you meet? And sometimes I can say that there was an alignment which have left me in a position where I didn't always have an assistant because I'm like, "Mm, I don't see if they have the mission, the vision, they're not carrying the brand forward. So I just went the last long period, probably six, eight months without someone. And I'm so thankful because now I have three people working with me, helping me get things done. And I'll tell you, that last one leads you to the delete. Delete, (laughs) delete. And that's a tough one because we know that in this cycle that we're in, as we're building our business, as we're building our brands and we're doing this work, sometimes you just have to delete stuff with the whole concept of it serves me nothing. It doesn't serve me well. It's not doing anything. It's just here. For example, email is one of those things that you go through and you just say, if it's junk mail, go and delete it right away. But you have to even make time for that. Mm. My email is bogged down with junk mail. And so what I do is I do a quick search or better yet, not a search. I'll filter for that particular vendor. 
I will go through, delete them all and un or unsubscribe to their newsletter list. But deleting tasks means being ruthless with your task prioritization. That's really what it goes down to. You're being ruthless with your task prioritization. When faced with a demand or request, you have to decide whether it matches your vision, your goals, and align with what you're doing. Because I think about some things that we're doing may not be the most productive or moving us in the right direction of our vision. And here's the truth. Our vision change. Our goals change. And you have to go back and assess to decide, is this task important for me? And if it's not, delete it. Cut it off. Remember that. Oh my gosh. Yes, go ahead. There's something great. And you, you, you hit two key points. And I don't want that to be lost on the, on the listeners. The first key point was knowing your priorities and values as you align with, is these tasks something I want to keep doing? And so what we find with adults is we get, uh, we join a lot of clubs or we join a lot, we commit our time to things. And then all of a sudden we're just in this time commitment. We're like, wait a minute, is this still serving me? So we were part of a club and I was in it for a little bit and the times didn't work out because I joined another organization and was like, I'm getting more value out of this organization. I'm going to let the other one go for six months and then I'll reevaluate if there's any changes is better because I can always add up the commitment back on. So I decreased the commitment. Now, Kimberly has a lot of commitments in this club. And when I asked her, I was like, is that serving your time? And her value came back and she was said, no, what it does is it serves my value because I said, I'm going to be in a space where I'm always mentoring others and helping them be better. And now that's committed into her schedule. So she has scheduled time. It's not so much the, the class or the course or, or the club. What it for her is she knows a minimum of two hours a week. She's pouring back into others because it's in her calendar and it serves her. And then she's gotten secondary gains from it, but she's not there for the same reason I was. And when we were valuing it and having that conversation, it just helped us so much. There's no shame. There's no blame. There's not even stress. When you're aligning it this way and you're taking it out, maybe just for a little bit, then you could decide what you're going to do next with it. But give yourself that space to see if it's serving you. Take it out or add it in. But deleting it is amazing. And sometimes we don't do stuff because we feel bad of what others will think. So if that, if you don't have your values aligned, you're going to let others align your values. So Mm -hmm. most important part is ensuring you have your values aligned before you're looking at, am I going to keep it or delete it? That's good. That's good. And that is what it's all about. When you think about mastering your time, you have to do those things. So let's go ahead and fast action round and get into some action steps. Number one, know your productive time and work it. That's right in our book. Know your productive time. And we talked about this in the last episode. Really, if it's morning, get in the morning and get to work. If it's evening, afternoon, find that key time for you and work it. When we say work it, first things first, putting those key things on the list, deciding, do I need to do it, delete it, defer it, delegate it. When you get in and you master, you find that your day becomes your day. You truly copy DM. You're truly seizing your day. And it's not something that you're a part of. You know, Jim Rowan, I think he says, either you run your day or your day runs you. You get to decide, folks. And that's what it comes to when we say, know your productive time. And what I mean by that, maybe write down a calendar. I love time blocking. Maybe you do 15, 30 minute, 45 minute time blocks and you take a week and really decide where's your time at? Where's your time best spent? Where are you most productive? And then work it that way. 
that is going to allow you to really master your time. What about number, number two, two, Misty? Know your distractions and remove them. If you could work with music, great. If you can't, don't turn it on. If your phone and email are dinging, even on my computer right now, I have to remove the dings every time an email came in. And on my phone, I have to turn it off and put it on vibrate when I'm doing specific stuff that I've tasked to do because I'll keep checking it. Even the way my office is, if it's cluttered, I'm distracted. So the way I set my environment up, I have to just set it up so way that I could be productive. Even the way I quickly look at something outside, I had to remove something. So we are easily distracted. It says right now uh, that people have about a three second attention span and you scroll a lot. So what you need to do is set yourself to success, know what the squirrels are and remove them. And one of the best things that Kimberly just said, and we'll say it again and again, is chunking your hours, chunking these are the two I'm gonna focus here, the two I'm gonna focus there. And if it's not related into that, I'm not even gonna think about it, deal with it or handle it because it's not in my chunked hours where I'm focused on. Your focus is as powerful as a laser. What you focus on, you get. So make sure that you're keeping that clear and ready to go. Because what happens when things dull out, they're less effective. So make sure that your focus is lasered in and taking care of what needs to be taken care of and that the distraction are removed so you can be at your best when you do it. Absolutely. I love that. Love that. And this is an add-on to last week. Know your one thing and do it. That's it. You know, we realize we can give you a lot of things, but when you know that one thing, when you've removed your distractions, when you've identified your productive time, you're working it, you're removing it, and you're doing it. There's nothing better, nothing more rewarding than doing the darn thing, doing the thing that matters most to you, doing the thing that matters most to your bottom line, doing the thing that matters most to your business. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to encourage and inspire you to do each week. You know, it's all about inspiration to action, taking those ideas from your head, taking the inspiration that's in your head and your heart and getting to work, friends. We believe in you. We know you can do it. We know that there's greatness that exists within inside of you. So, Misty, what's coming up here for us? We are starting some amazing things. We have our first beta test of accountability group. We're going to do a little more on some of our book promotion because everything we've been talking about is in the book. We love our taking our ideas and inspiration to monetization. And one of the best things that we're excited about is March is Women's Month. And what we're going to do is we're going to showcase some of the most successful business women we know who are in the game killing it. They're not only helping others, they have amazing families, they have causes, they have great successful businesses, and they love sharing what works and what doesn't and helping people reach their dreams faster. So we have a great group coming on all of March. Every week in March, you're going to have a special guest here to give you what they found to be their best tools, techniques, and strategies. Yes, yes. We're super excited. We want to look forward to hearing you back here and looking forward to getting all that goodness, not only for you, but for us. You know, we get to be a part of the interviewing crew and bringing this, the, the individuals on, but we get to learn as well. So there's power in that process. So like we say every week, we want to say there's something out there waiting for you. Take through your four Ds, go through them, and do 
the most important things you can. Now go get it. Thank you for listening to the Made to Inspire podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and have picked up some tips, tools, and tactics that will help you move into action. Make sure you follow us on social media. We are made the number two, the letter N, Inspire You. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. We're out there. But best of all, we ask that you leave us a review. Let us know what you thought. Let us know how you're going to use the information that we're sharing week after week to help you take your inspiration into action. We appreciate you and we look forward to seeing you on our next episode.